Hello and welcome to Wenwood, and it's the movie podcast. We go to the summer camps, we train to be better senior counselors, and we have sex and get impaled along the way. I'm Josh, joined as ever by the Ted to my Paul. Okay. The, who is Paul? The Muffin to my Terry? Who's Terry? I think Terry's the Jesus. lady who skinny dips and gets murdered. I'm going to pull up the type the names here because I did a bad job. Yay, um, it's When We'll End, the movie podcast. You watch the movies. You watch a whole series of movies. You tell you, is they good? I'm Josh, joined by Charles. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're looking great. I really like it. Thank you. Uh, I'm wearing it's hoodie season. It is hoodie season, but I'm, I'm, I wear hoodies all summer. That's true. But, so now I'm into sweaters. You, you don't have you have extraordinarily little uh, body fat. Yeah, it's Paul. But it's Paul is the is the guy who's like running the camp. Who who Jenny is in a relationship with. That's Paul. It's a good relationship. They seem like they're doing I great. I want a relationship just like that. Don't, yeah. Don't tell Amy. I think you and Amy have real uh, Jenny Paul energy. I think so. Yeah. I don't, mean, don't give you, no your, shit. Your wonderful fiance Amy is beautiful, smart, and capable. Yeah, so, and we toy you know, with each other, but all in a loving way. In a sick game. Yes, today we discuss Friday the 13th, part two. I liked, so the, we learned that the first one was basically created because the the director was like, let me make Friday the 13th a text block attack a glass pane. And that got him the first movie. And then they're like, all right, so we're making the sequel... What do we do? How do we make the this more exciting? Like again, but better. So they do the text block cube. It oh, comes yeah. soaring right at the screen. Sure. And you're like, this is incredible. This is another glass break. I'm right. hoping. Oh, uh-huh. God, I hope. This is how they get you. But then nothing happens. I was like, huh, that's pitiful. And boom! then boom. Yeah, a fucking explosion. It blowed it right up and says part two. And we're yeah. in it to win it. And this is, of course, uh, Sean Cunningham has, has turned over the reins. To Steve Miner, because a lot of people who worked in the first movie, including Betsy Palmer, Tom Savini, and Sean Cunningham, are like, this makes no sense. If Jason's alive, why don't we just tell his mom? She wouldn't have to do all the murdering. So, you know, but again, the continuity of the first two movies is hysterical. I mean, maybe he almost drowned, lost a lot of oxygen, and... <laughs> Scuttled off into the underbrush. <laughs> he feels so good afterwards. Yeah. I don't so, know. Okay. I think that's a silly reason to not make one of these. You know what? Uh, this movie made like twenty one mil, as opposed to the other one making like forty mil or whatever. Yeah, so in in eighty early eighties numbers. And it's a year later, so there was a drop off. And crit- we'll get into the critical evaluation, which is hysterical. Oh wait, we uh, sorry, these are old movies. We should have been going to the Ebert. Oh, corner. don't worry. Okay, good. I went to uh, old Ebs. For this one. Good. I'm going to bring up his original just so we can maybe reference Listeners it. of the podcast may remember I said in the last episode that Adrian King, who stars as Alice in the first movie, does not appear in you another have to movie. You bring it up unless someone corrects you. But I, I, I like you're jumping out in front of it. Right. Because I had alluded to her bad experiences with a freaking stalker. Um, Let's get into exactly what happened. Okay. So after the success of Friday the 13th, and she's, she's in this movie in the very funny prologue, which literally makes the first movie completely unnecessary. No, I was saying the exact great. same thing. Yeah. This is, I'm going through these for the first time myself. And now that I've seen the first two, if anyone out there is doing the same thing and you haven't started yet, just skip one. Yeah. There's literally you, no reason. You have nothing to, to lose. This is, is a good movie that I really enjoyed. It's fun. And the first one is a bad movie. Like, well, the first movie is bad. like a clumsy Halloween clone. It's just not trying. It's not aiming for anything other than Halloween at a summer camp with tits. This is more of those. Well, there's also tits in a summer camp in this one. But yes. Um, okay. So uh, Adrian King, who, again, is killed off in the first uh, 10 minutes of this movie with a freaking ice pick to the head or possibly an all- she could have been leather working. We, we thought it was a leather. We worker. talked about I, it. She Charles looks like, was like a leather is worker. she leather working? I said maybe she's ice picking. I, and then I was like, we don't need ice picks anymore because we have ice cube trays. Yeah, but you know what happens? What Amy, happens? Amy, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Okay, I'm just gonna try to tell it straight. Should we ask Amy to come down for this part? No. Okay. <laughs> Executive decision <laughs> on Charles's part. We have like eight ice cube trays because I I don't want to run out of ice. Okay. I know it's a scary prospect to run out of ice. So terrible. You Who go knows? Like, well, you're making an iced coffee. You're making a cocktail that requires a, 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 a 
let's say you're making a Boulevardier. It's Negroni. I don't. A, but with bourbon. Okay. And you know why I bought all these ice trays? Because I used to live with other people, and Kelly and Evan. I'm sure you won't hear this, but. Fuck you. I'm coming at you. Actually, Kelly, you're a very capable illustrator on par oh, yeah. with Alice from the Friday the 13th Evan movies. Just got a great new job. They're amazing. But in sharing a kitchen with those two, they're the kind of people that use all the ice ice cubes except for one and then puts it back and then just grabs the other full one. So when I go to make a, a boudoir... You nailed it. That was I did. It. Yeah. Right. A boudoir, uh, I have one cube and all the trays are empty. Fuck. So I just bought infinite trays so that i would never run out of ice cubes you've heard of infinite jest well guess what fuckhead infinite trays i don't own it you just pointed to nothing we looked at a house on friday and the guy who lived there had these huge built-in bookcases yeah really and prominently featured infinite jest and also uh an incredible collection of italian erotica that i have actually looked at buying myself I was like, this guy's got it made in the shade. That's cool. Is he, I know. If if they if he left his er- Italian erotica and a copy of Infinite Jest, would you be more seriously interested? Uh, more so the former than the latter. Yeah, I've got an unread copy of Infinite Jest. I made that sad <laughs> dance where I was like, it's I'll really do it. And I was like, eh, it's I'm not set. a well designed cover. I want to read it's it so ugly. I can be like, I was reading Jess the other day. Oh, yeah, Infinite Jess. I just called it IJ when I was reading it. IJ. I read the first 200 pages. That's. I think that's most of humanity. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I feel like. I feel like this would be a better like, if he hadn't killed himself or whatever he did. What did he do? I don't know. Who knows? If he were alive today, I think he killed. Can himself. you imagine that? If he was still David, around. On fucking TikTok? On TikTok. That's oh, what I my was God. Imagine he could barely handle fucking ads on TV. Imagine that guy on TikTok. Like, maybe he was. Maybe he's better off, you know? Yeah, maybe he's Sometimes, better off. Sometimes, sort of like if Jason had died. Well, often I'll off. say, oh, thank God my grandmother didn't live to see this. Right. And for a while, it was just like anything my brothers did. But now it's like, you know, COVID. Yeah. You know? Trump. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know yeah. why I call him Trump. Yeah, you got to humiliate him. Yeah. And he hated it when you say Trump. Yeah, that was. Very, That's very bad. Really like that. Okay, so well, I, was I didn't saying, finish my ice. Story. Oh Jesus Christ! Anyway, I was just saying we now have a trough of ice because Amy thought that would be better. But, oh, so you do require an ice pick? But and I was like, Amy, in this I, house, that's how you're going to get killed. I was going like, to stab you with an ice pick. Amy, why are we putting them in the trough? We got the trays, and she's like, well, you got to, you got to do that thing, the little rotate from both ends. You know that old thing uh, by trough or by tray, right? And you have to do either one. Mm. Sometimes you get the ice out. It's hard. And I was, I was like, okay, well, let's try the just a bucket of ice. Uh, listeners, fuck squad. Let me tell you, that's what the, the they invented the pick for a reason, not just to stab girls' heads and guys and the I'm gender nonconforming can all be stabbed in the head with an ice pick. We are an inclusive space. Anyone can get stabbed in the head with an ice pick in 2021. You have a lot of growing up to do, my friend. Hey, it's the 40 year anniversary of this movie we just watched. How about that? Shit, 40 what? years, baby. It came out in July or something. 81. Just right. turned 40. And well, 40 is the new 20. <laughs> so it's the 20th, this 20th anniversary. This is the 20th anniversary okay. of Friday the 13th Part 2. But we were talking about um, how I was... Uh, what would a, what, what would a, the drumf lady say? I have um, alternate facts about... Was the drumf lady? Oh, it was uh, one of the Melissa? press people. No? Sure, whatever. It was Melissa. Um, no, someone, uh, a boomer made an alternate facts joke. Like, like weird ephemera from the Trump era that, that boomers, just like liberal boomers, insist on remembering. Where it's like, no one's making you remember this stuff. Mm. You can just forget it. It was very stupid. That's like... You don't got to remember all the details. Yeah. It's, it's weird to do that. It's like, boomer culture is based on an era where you were just allowed to flourish. So you just could... I can't remember anything. I think it's because I've just had to work so goddamn hard. Yes, thank you, because you're a real bootstraps bill over there. <laughs> okay, so, no. Um, yeah. So here's Adrian King. So she was uh, pursued by a stalker after the success of Friday the 13th. He took Polaroid photos of her that he would slip under her door and in her New York City apartment. That was New York City. No, that's the movie. You. This is real life, you fucking you. piece of shit. You piece of shit. That's the movie. I'm talking about real life. Do you know the fucking difference anymore? Sometimes life imitates art. Oh, and sometimes fart imitates fife. When you fart, it sounds like a fife. That's pretty good. Okay, so um, on one occasion, the guy broke into her apartment and defaced her artwork and then broke in and held a gun to her head. 
So, so they're two pretty different experiences. Right. One so, of them's just taking the heads off of all your art. The other one she, is putting a gun to your head. She basically stopped appearing on screen and went to ADR work. But basically, we moved to London, stopped. Like Jesus. So this slight appearance was really the the end of an era for Adrian King. And what the fuck? Truly awful. Uh, she Adrian, must have made almost nothing, too. We love you. We hope you're well. So she, she's since, I think, come back around to, to being more confident about stuff she's a wine she's worked as a winemaker that's pretty cool she sold friday the 13th themed wines i hope one's called blood lake wine blood lake wine a red oh sorry no sorry camp blood wine how about uh cabernet crystal lake oh she recently reappeared in a medium length horror film jason rising a friday the 13th fan film a medium length horror film this series okay friday part two we just watched 85 minutes Eight of which are recap. Yes. Eight, eight <laughs> minutes are so. Uh, it's funny. We the only real big other horror movies we've watched are Saw, which we love. And we I love was, Saw. I miss Saw every day. And I was like, this is weird that Saw also is heavily using like literal shots from earlier movies, and for some reason they feel fresh. This just literally this feels like one of the worst like last week on Buffy just type of openings. And I was like. They have the 20 minutes into the movie, they have a campfire scene where they're like, ooh, there's a spooky ghost story about Jason and he's stalking the woods because he's grown up and now he's a big boy and he misses his mama and he stabs you. And then it's like, oh, that's all a joke. And it's like that one minute sequence with the characters that are in this movie, that connects this to the first movie. You don't need this literally eight minutes of just like cutting to mom going, ha ha. I will kill you. Yeah, I mean, it's very funny. It's like uh, Alice is having uh, But she's having the nightmare, but it's yeah. all the boring parts of the right. first movie. So it's like, I wouldn't mind having that dream. But it, that nice it sweater is an again. important intro in one sense, because it introduces the severed head of Miss Voorhees. Which... But we knew the severed head. I mean, I guess it's been a year since you saw it No, last, no, but no, like, no, that's no. A The severed head image. is now in her fridge? What's Jason doing with this freaking head? And then, of course, at the end, we see he's got a dope-ass shrine to his mommy who dead. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. There was a head in the fridge. Right, which is a great shot. It is a good shot. This is a good movie. It looks great. It moves nicely. So I really enjoyed this. You were saying, so we, we did lose the director. We lost the screenwriter. We lost the special effects or, artist. Counterpoint, or did we gain? Well, I was going to say, we gained mm. some people, but the people that we also lost and replaced were the cameraman. And I think that was a huge... Like, the first one was so boring. Everything was a medium to a long shot. It was like... If well, you're gonna, this one, we get that Warner in the first scene with Alice going in her apartment where we get, like, a solid-ass tracking shot that's dude, like really clever. It's a, a lot of handhelds, a lot of POV stuff that actually works this time. So there's... I feel like the first one, as I said, you don't need to watch it, but it really is... It's sort of like the Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2. It's like, oh, this is the same fucking movie, but this is just, they figured it out this time. I to- actually disagree with that take entirely. I love Evil Dead. I like it more than Evil Dead 2. I don't like Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead. I don't like the Evil Well, Dead. I like Evil Dead. Well, I'm not a big fan of the Evil well, Dead. Well, maybe you can go suck my little penis. We could watch them. Okay, let's do it. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, you were talking about how this is, uh, you made a little quip at the beginning about how uh, this was another... Uh, well, no. Towards the end, you're like, "This is the most filmed puddle in all of New Jersey." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny joke. And of course, funny New joke. Jersey state bird, the mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get old. That's but this, so this was actually shot in Kent and New Preston, Connecticut. It's a New England joint, baby. Oh, that's why it looks sort of familiar. <laughs> that puddle. Yeah, that puddle. I've, I swear to God, I've seen that fucking puddle. It looks, it looks like a grimy New England puddle. A grimy New England puddle. It looks like the woods of some just New England wilderness where a puddle like that would exist. I'm just happy that in this movie they're finally building a visual narrative where when we see that puddle at night, we like we know exactly what that means. Yeah. Now, like, that, that's the kind of thing that that's the sort of nuance that the first movie definitely lacks. Absolutely. Yeah. For like, So this one has a shot where... I was like, huh, the police just, so the police sees Jason. He's a beautifully cast dumbass cop, which is really nice to have in the movie. The first one had one of those too. I really, I like this trend. Um, and he's running through the woods. And I was like, oh, this is like a two minute sequence. I'm getting sort of bored. Is this just a big waste of time? But no, it actually pays off. While it, the first one was full of boring scenes like that that didn't do anything, this establishes the puddle, which it sounds silly, but the puddle is like the visual cue that we are getting to the homestead of Jason. 
And the fact that it begins there, like the first 20 minutes, we sort of meet this hovel with a toilet and a secret shrine. Room. And the cop who finds the toilet goes, P.U. He does. This thing stinks. This thing stinks like shit. He's like, woo! Something like a fat crap in here. It stinks like shit. Why do you think they included the toilet to show that like people live there jason's a guy like you or me he shits he pisses it's a relatability he's murdered a teenager no one knows that's not true now speaking of teenagers Mm -hmm. um cut from the movie a full-on sex scene between sandra and jeff because sandra the actress was horny 16 oh how old was jeff doesn't really matter doesn't really matter in this case. Paramount discovered that she was 16. They edited out the nudity and destroyed the, that film. That's theoretically. Fucking in the parenthetical crazy. on IMDb, it says, according to producers anyway. She does look quite young, and it was a little troubling because it was sort of like she looks quite childlike. And there's certainly, you know, there's nudity. Not, not I would argue this is not a gratuitously nude movie. Mm, like someone goes skinny dipping, which I feel like is the classic summer camp thing. Okay, you think it's gratuitous? Yeah. Okay. Like this, there, she's like literally jumping out of the lake. So no one got, no one does that unless they're like playing with friends. Like, she's, what do you mean jumping out? She's of the like lake? a dolphin breaching, like just to make sure her tits come out of the water. I'm look, no okay. one swims like that. People might swim like it's that. fun. I guess it is. A, it oh, is God. exhilarating to jump out of a lake, but she did like three times. She does it. <laughs> that scene is gratuitous. Okay, fair enough. There is gratuitous nudity, but I guess it's not as like full on. In my she, head, I thought it was going to be. And the first one, there's like groping and stuff, and kind of things a little more but clumsy those are just and jokes. just a funny joke. Just a funny joke where an old man grabs a woman by the ass. Now I'm bummed out because apparently there is a shot of them being double impaled, but it was cut from the movie. To oh, keep, maybe to, because she was naked in it. Possibly, I think the censors just cut. They they, they cut a shit ton of stuff out of this to keep it. Uh, are and you can tell because nothing really happens in it like visually there's a few but i don't know there's some great stuff there's a great jump scare with uh him bursting in the window at one point oh no but like plenty of slashing and stabbing violence there's like the nice slip but again this like suffers sort of from the first one for me and that a lot of it's off screen like uh the the woman that we were talking about earlier who skinny dips like she is killed off screen, I didn't even put her down on the MVD list because I was, I was like, oh wait, she hasn't been in the movie for like a half hour. She must be dead. That's such a weird part. That's that happened in the first one too. Like you're making a fucking slasher movie and you're just hiding your kills. Well, I think when you discover them being killed later, that's the I think that's the device there, and it works sometimes. I haven't, but seen I'm with it, you. Well, I haven't seen it work yet. Let's see some more. We, we're here for the kills. Uh, speaking of returning people. Crazy old Ralph comes back. <sighs> You're doomed, I tell you. You're doomed. He's so, he is like looted out in this movie. He doesn't He's, have his, yeah. his like je ne sais quoi that really brought him to the forefront of getting earning your MVP, right? Did he win it last time? I have no idea. That was so long ago. No, no, no. Manfriend won it. Manfriend. Oh, that's right. Your cheeky bullshit. Hank Manfriendy. Did you give it to Manfriend again? No, I, 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 here's a spoiler. I know listeners. where your penis is. Oh, yeah? Point to it. He pointed the wrong way. He pointed the wrong way. Listeners, he pointed to the wrong place. I'll find it next time. Yeah, sure you will. Uh, We lose Ralph. So now Alice dead. Ralph dead. What are you doing? Just people who returned from the first film who are now dead. Oh, that's the two. That's them. They're dead now. So it's just a... Bye-bye. It's a two-hitter. Two-hitter. So I was happy that uh, this movie we get a real Andy slash Ned... Well, it's literally a successor to Ned, but Ted, yeah. Ted is Ned too. I don't think I would put him in the Andy camp, and just for but he's saucy and sassy and makes newer, fun of people. Yeah, for newer listeners, Andy is the the king of Jaws too, who hates the punch at the freaking formal or whatever, and spits it out and dumps it back in the bowl, which is a baller ass move. That's he's, how we meet that character, and he remains but, kingly. For no, the but rest but of Ted pulls pranks. Ted plays video games. Yeah, but he's just silly, like fucking. Andy was a baller, dude. Because Andy I would, had grit, you're saying. Andy was like kind of... elect Andy yeah. president, even at age 12. Like, Ned, I would... Uh, or Ted. I don't even remember his name anymore. Ted, right? Ned was from the first one. Yeah, Ned was the, the saucy... Who does the racism? He does the Native American... Yeah, I do. At least yeah. they upgraded this time. They still had the Ed character dress up in a funny outfit, but at least this one is just a... A scary like, monster guy. A loincloth guy. Right. And there's a person of color in the movie. Sort of. Sort of. Who says he wants to go out and then goes out and doesn't come back. It is kind of funny that like, you know, I like the economy of the movie where they're like, we clearly can't do it all. 
we're still trying to make a cheap ass movie here. So let's just find a reason to get three fourths of the cast cast out of this as quickly as possible and then just rail through the rest. But it is kind of funny that like Ted and company, the other car that goes out to the to the casino bar with the rock and rock and roll band that mm-hmm. we, we like so much. Charles yeah. asked me who was the Grateful Dead. He said yes. I said yes, that's the man the Grateful Dead. That's Cherry Garcia. And the ice cream. And there's Brant Midland on keys. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bobby Weir. There wasn't Bobby. He no. was lying. I was lying to him. But I think it's I, I think it sort of is an interesting departure from form in one way, but also sort of shows what the form does and why you shouldn't depart from it. The fact that you have a half of the cast of characters just go, Alrighty, I'll see you tomorrow. And then it's just like, okay, it was a, why were they in this movie? And it's sort of just I, I see a different version of this where there are the only the like six main characters rather than having another six that just show up and leave. But I don't know. Maybe it's for verse Versimilitude. Maybe it's for verse The verse the verse the no because who's running a little six six person outfit? Um, I don't know. But let me say this: I love that they're like. Well, okay, we talked about this chronologically. They're like, everyone's like, it's five years later. <laughs> Constantly. Mm-hmm. It's five years later. Why isn't he a boy anymore? It's been five years. Oh. Um, it's not been one because it only. Took- it's been five years. Okay, so he's and not they're a boy. on the same lake near to Camp Crystal Lake, but it's just next door. That one's closed. And like, you're crazy, Paul, the, the handsome council training guy. You can never do it here. And goes, eat my dick, old man. Yeah, I love that. That is a nice theme. The disrespect. Not only are the cops silly, but like. Nobody respects the cop in either. Remember Kevin Bacon's like just smoking hash? Smoking a hash, yeah. Just like kicking dirt. Smoking I like hash it. And this and kicking one, dirt. When Paul goes, these kids are smoking better dope than I am. Yeah, hubba hubba, he says yeah. at the dope. Wait, I think good, it's probably the most, the shittiest weed in the universe. 81 weed? No yeah. way. That was we, trash. We watched uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah. Highly recommend They it. smoke weed on that show? There's a, there's a episode where... Uh, an old man digs up his his shitty weed that he's been keeping in a jar for decades, and he tries to go sell it around town, and nobody wants it. And that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But yeah. I mean, that's true. Weed sucks. That's that's what I've to. I I think weed sucks in general. Weed rules. Straight edge forever. It's but, good for um, you. You're not. You're nowhere near a straight edge. I am. You are a highly functioning edge. alcoholic. Yeah. So th- th- that might but preclude you. Does it? Yeah, I was still, Does it really? I would still kill you for getting high. Oh, okay. I still like that part of the ethos. That's beautiful. Yeah. So here's a, a funny thing. Um, I was kind of waiting for the de- decapitated Miss Voorhees' eyes to flash open Me at the too. end of the movie. They tried that. And it's just silly because and they're like, like, what the yeah, fuck does that mean? That looks bad. <laughs> they're like, that's not going to work. So you know, Stan Winston almost worked on this. As mother? As mother. Yes. Yeah, was, was, they almost cast famous... Effects guru Stan Winston as the mother. I mean, Isn't that crazy? Get him in there. Yeah. He's been he was trying camera. to break into the on-screen world, and he was like, I'll play Miss Voorhees. The decapitated and, head. Yeah. No, no. He was going to work on the special effects, and they couldn't get him. What a world. What if? Well, who am I? Marvel Studios? What if? What is that? I just know it's a commercial. Um, I think it's just like uh, animated shorts about what if questions about the Marvel Universe. That's how... What if? That's how lost I am. What if Bill Buckner got that ground ball in 86 you know i can't tell the difference between what if art and ads anymore oh god don't get me started i won't have you seen this new pen i'm using i love it it's made my life so much better what is it a bic it's a bic round stick m the one of those was in the dryer and it exploded i had to clean it out with the that must have been an inferior brand to bic bic would never do me wrong <laughs> this is the ad what do you mean I'm, I'm the guy that says oh wait you're right it wasn't a bic it was some inferior product. I'm going to load my dryer up with Bix next time. Yeah, you can fucking jam as many Bix as you want to a dryer. Nothing will happen. Then cart them out. Put them in the fucking dishwasher next. I don't care. Run it through the fuck you want to run it through. You're Go you crazy. Clean and dry your pens. Yeah, well, you should do that just anyways. That's just a wise thing to do. Um, Chekhov's chainsaw. Vroom, vroom. Very poorly used. I guess we needed a stand to make yeah. like... We knew it was coming back. And what she just... It gets stuck on his shirt like i don't even know if it got this is the problem this is why i'm not like you're, it was fun i had a good time but these movies 
I was right as a boy. Whoa, his face lit up. I just read the most amazing thing. Can you hold on to that? I'm holding on to it, buddy. You called me out. I didn't, I didn't bring it up. Well, no, but I just want you to pay it. I did big I face. I can tell you were not focused on me. You're focused on You your... didn't get to the meat of the story yet. I couldn't, I couldn't I'm not going to focus on the bun getting grilled when I know the meat's still on the cooker. Okay. I'm going to focus on the bun still. The meat's on the cooker. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it scans, yeah. What was I saying? Well. I, I honestly forget. I'm not. Well, t- this is not a test. I'm not trying to test you. Who are you, my ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Ooh. What if? Who are you, Marvel oh uh, Cinematic Universe? So here's what I'm saying. I think I remembered it. Maybe this is wrong, but this is what I want to say. This movie, the end of this movie, it just doesn't work. And just like the first one, like the first one really didn't work, but this just like so tight. I loved meeting all the cast of characters. Everyone's so fun to be around. I was like, oh, this is actually a group of people having a fun time where I know something bad's going to happen and this is going to feel bad. And then it just feels so loose. Like the violence isn't felt suddenly they're just like running around. Like it's sort of trippy and weird. Like the, the chasing is they're just sort of wandering through the forest and happen to find each other all the time. It's sort of cool, but in terms of being stressful and, and theatrical, it's I think a very boring way to end your, your slasher movie. I got no complaints. I, I really enjoyed this start to finish. So wow. agree to disagree. But here's a little thing that might blow your mind. The original name for the murderous killer guy, son of Ms. Voorhees. Josh? Yes. That's you. And then screenwriter Victor Miller says, not scary enough. <laughs> uh, Jason. Have you? And someone, yeah. ah! Yeah, scarier. And he said, Jason, ah! He said, that's the name. So it says it. Did they have to have like trigger? I know trigger warnings didn't exist. Oh yeah, because back then people were cool as hell. We could have a sixteen-year-old have full frontal nudity and sex in a movie, and then only realize when someone was like, "Yeah, we should run the numbers on that one before putting they didn't it in even a movie." Run the numbers? I don't think they ran the numbers. And they're like, "Oh, sixteen! Yikes!" Yeah. So Stu Chamo plays Ted. I love Ted. Stu Chamo. Stu Chamo. So this is so here's a long here's a long comment. This is this is I would argue not trivia as much as a supposition on the part of someone commenting on IMDb. This is the sim- same thing as like when you go to ask a question at a Q and A, but it turns out to be a statement sort of vibe. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh. Yeah. So I'm working on my own podcast. It's an erotic thriller that tries to fuse the sensibility of Wolverine, the character, with the raw eroticism wow, what if, of the right? vampire man, yeah. Dracula himself. Okay, I'm checking my watch. Where's so my question is, in my movie... Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. The sexualized undead Wolverine... So you're just looking for notes. Yeah, basically. That's good. That's... That's Mike. What, that's what I'm. Yeah. I mean, it is a Q and A. It is, it is a Q and A. We should do that. We should go to Q&A's just because you don't like the way help. I do it doesn't mean you can change the rules. My tape. Okay, so basically, someone's saying because Ted stays in town all night long chasing beers and girls, he's able to avoid Jason. Oh, we were talking about this during the watch. I would listeners or anybody. I'm actually curious if this trope that I've heard my whole life, but have just sort of avoided watching these kind of movies. So far, this is like the prime example of kids fucking and getting killed for it and then the moral virgin getting away. So far, that's just not true. Yeah, I'm not it's sure where that comes complete from. complete bullshit. Like, right, and in this said, movie, there's several deaths leading up to someone actually having sex or doing something that could be considered immoral by the, the a very old school sense of the term. Yeah, and then the guy that goes off chasing a hundred beers. Uh, and, and Yeah, so, Ted's getting fucking wasted. He wants to get, now, get some Now, Ginny's after. drinking... Sure. Uh, Heineken because she's a college girl. They're all she's, no, no, he, Ted's drinking oh, something else. No, they're 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 green bottles with a different li- label than the Heineken. Do you like Heineken? You a Heineken man? No, but people, it used to be classy because import. So yeah, we don't want to talk about beer. I know way too much about beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But back back in the eighties when beer was bad in the states, it was actually strangely better to import beer from other countries, even though mostly lagers. That's why we're just getting in lagers because the lagers from Europe are better than the lagers in the states. 
Oh, now here's that we're good. in the, the the boom of the craft beer industry. No one likes an import, Josh. Okay, yeah, no we all like import. local. I like a uh, if I went to Camp Crystal Lake, I'd be like, can I get the uh, the the blood the blood Camp Blood Lager. They wouldn't call it that. Shut up. The long lost extended death scenes were recently found by Samuelson Studios in conjunction with Scream Factory. The scenes were found on a VHS tape owned by the FX artist Carl Fullerton, who did the, the effects for this movie, who kept the scenes for his portfolio. The tape initially was stuck together. Yes. Carl, my man. Carl, no. Just use a tissue. You can't jo all over the only existing footage, the extended death scenes from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I mean, he can. He owns them. Yeah, he freaking did the whole thing. So we're sort of uh, beating around the bush here. I want to get into what I think is the best part of the movie. Okay. Ready for the shit? Mm, can we wait? Okay, we can wait. Okay. So Roger Ebert is a fucking toolbox. <laughs> Okay, so I, I did, before we get into this new one, I did try to find it, but it seems like the only reference to a Friday the 13th original is a mini-review from 1980. So I don't think that he really even did the first one. So it's a good thing that we sort of skipped it and go right into number two. Right. As with the actual film, you can just skip it and go right to the second Ebert one. Ebert was on to something. And uh, Ebert, in terms of us going back over him, just revealing what an absolute fucking Herbie is the entire time... This is really no uh, exception. I saw Friday the 13th Part 2 at the Virginia Theater, a formal vaudeville house in my hometown of Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. The first show was half-filled with high school and college students, and as the lights went down, I experienced a brief wave of nostalgia. In this very theater on countless Friday nights, oh I'd gone with a date to the movies. My nostalgia lasted for the first two minutes of the movie. That's a long time. Jesus. Wait, imagine this. Two minutes He's thinking of nostalgia? all the HJs, all the dry ass HJs he was getting, He's watching cl- Clark Gable closing his eyes, closing his eyes, getting a, a rough HJ, HJ while Clark Gable said something. Frankly, Madea, fuck you. What movie is that from? Uh, Gone with the Wind two. We should do that. Goner two gone too windy. windy. Yeah. Goner with the windy. Goner with the windier. <laughs> Goner with the windier. Two gone to windiest. That sounds good. good. Yeah, it sounds good. The pre-title sequence showed one of the heroines of the original Friday the 13th, alone at home. She has nightmares, wakes up, undresses, is stalked by the camera, hears a noise in the kitchen. She tiptoes into the kitchen. Roger is really beat for beat re- reviving he this. He feels like padding the, the, the article in the same way that they padded the old movie for just shit. Through the open window, a cat springs into the room. The audience screamed loudly and happily. It's fun to be scared. Then, an unidentified man sunk an ice pick into the girl's brain. And for me, the fun stopped. What? I thought Ebert loved this shit. I don't know. He's a fucking weirdo. The audience, however, carried on. What, what a fucking mean? absolute what baby. What does that mean, the audience carried on? Well, okay, here's what he means. Um, uh, oh, wait, did they applaud? When... Uh, well, yeah, we were talking about this while we were watching it, how we thought the audience was responding to it at the time. Yeah. A girl goes out walking alone at night. Everyone in the audience imitated hoot owls and hyenas. We did it. This we dude was, it. this guy was the oldest gr- grump in the world in the, in the early 80s. But dude, that's amazing. This is an amazing little time capsule. We were like, we were joking saying that yeah. they were hubba hubbing out loud. But, uh, okay, so another girl went to a room and started to undress. Five guys, five guys sitting together started to chant, "We want boobs! We want boobs!" Wait, this is in the review. Yeah, this honestly, awesome. that's a good ass chant. <laughs> we want boobs. The plot in the original. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We get the blah, idea. Blah, blah, um, blah. Roger's a, a huge baby. He does look he, like he just, a huge baby. Yeah, let me see. How does he He sinks it? a machete into the brain of a kid in a wheelchair. I like that he's implying that maybe it was rude of Jason to, like, someone who's disabled deserves, like, a different shot at not being massacred. I guess, yeah. In, in, yeah, in yeah, Jason's yeah, eyes, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. equal, buddy. Wow, that's deep. Also, yeah. that guy was not a kid. He had muscles for days. After, yeah, that guy was yoked. That guy was, what, like, Mark? 30. Yeah, and that girl's just like, so what if we had sex? He's Let like, me, oh, gee, I don't know. She's like, we could have sex. He's hey, like, huh, Mark, I don't know. Her, her her first pickup line was, what game What game do you want to play? And she's like, oh, I don't know, the one with the puck. And then he says, hockey? And she says, that's what you're calling it? Something like that. That's There's a happened. lot of flirting. But this movie has a, a lovely lived-in quality that I really no, enjoy. I, like That first half is... I like the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I really do. I lo- I love the ending. Here's what she says. She says after the puck comment, she says, "Let me go change." They agree to fuck. It's a very. It's the consent is outlined and signed. Yeah. 
And then she goes, let me go change into something more comfortable. She goes and puts on the ugliest underwear I've ever seen. And like the scratch. She makes a point of it, though. Wool sweater. And she, then she makes a point of picking out panties that look it, very look strange like, on her body. Like yeah. Because they, they don't fit. They look like she just shit herself. It looks like she's a fucking big old turd sitting in her underwear. Because they don't, there's no elastic that keeps it Right. Taut. So the middle part looks like it just sort of, it's sort of bulbous and, and it's an odd look. It's very odd. Can I finish like, Roger's uh, especially slowly? Especially to just like have a scene where she's sticking her ass out of a car. And right. the camera's like, all right. Got the ass in frame and picture. You got the AIF. They always, that's something they take right. pretty you need, seriously. You need that for that's the one of the first things you learn in cinematography school. After uh, which end is the right one that's, with the actual camera. Takes a lot of time. That's the first year. Okay, the, uh, back to Roger. This movie is a cross between the mad slasher and dead teenager genres. About two dozen movies a year feature a mad killer going berserk, and they're all about as bad as this one. Some have a little more plot, some have a little less. It doesn't matter. Roger? <laughs> the, the, the bad faith bullshit. Of, yeah. of critics where it's like you're just refusing to engage with an entire genre because it's more convenient to be like it's all the same and stupid he's in jesus all he's all the same and stupid sinking into my seat in this movie theater for my childhood i remembered the movie fantasies when i was a kid they involved teenagers who fell in love made out with each other customized their cars the fuck is jesus christ roger loves cars <laughs> listened to rock and roll and were rebels without causes just like you, Roger. Yeah, he's such a... Neither the kids in those world. movies nor the kids watching them would have understood a worldview in which the primary function of teenagers is to be hacked to death. This review will suffice for the Friday the 13th film of your choice. Half oh, a star. shit. Half so a star. So he's just saying, I don't have to write more. Yeah. Because this will... You could just... Wow. That's actually pretty meta and economical. No, I mean, certainly... Uh, look, we all agree... Raj is not trying to work too hard in any of these reviews. Oh. You know, I had a oh. cool car. I love that fucking thing. Was, uh, po- was the Pope the Pope or the inside the Pope? Yeah, hmm. good stuff. What an idiot. What a loser. I what a fucking piece of shit. We haven't done this in a while, but do you want to add him to the to the to the uh, the fuck the fuck you list? Uh, there's no way we haven't added He's not in it. Happy to. Are you uh, kidding me? We haven't updated the fuck off list since Jaws 4. Okay, well, fuck right off, Roger. It just It's so conservative and lame and boring to not like try to have any engagement with something and be like, when I was a kid, Marlon Brando was thin. And it's like, well, guess what, bitch? He isn't now. Yeah. In 1981, he's a big old guy. A big old guy. Was he alive in 81? He must yeah. have been. Yeah. Oh yeah, he died recently, right? I don't know, not that recently. When did all the when did he get me big too? fucking guy? He got me too, right? Marlon Brando? Yeah, he, I thought Richard Pryor said he slept with him. No, I thought he raped someone on the set of a movie. Oh, Last Tango in Paris. Yeah, there's that yeah, horrifying yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. horrifying. Yeah, fuck that movie. Fuck but that he was director. Dead. He was me too'd posthumously. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Can we get to the the good part now? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amy Steele as Jenny is fucking amazing. And yeah. she rules. She's my, she's fantastic. She's my MVP. She's your MVP pick. Okay, then yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm going to pick Ted because I like Ted's weird face. But I'm, <laughs> Josh, just pick what? her. You didn't grieve. You don't need to double up. Ted sucked. I like Ted. Didn't suck. Ted sucked. He you're just fucking. You're just being provocative. He's now. like, no, he's funny. He hey, plays, old man, you got an old. You got a all night. He's like, hey, any diner. after any after hours places? The guy's like, oh, a bunch. He's like, oh, this is a fucking idiot. Yeah, a bunch. It's great. Ted rules. <laughs> but he wants to. Go everyone, out. dude. Everyone loves Ted. I didn't like Ted. You're a piece of shit. Did Roger like Ted? Roger didn't mention Ted. To Ted, no. here's the funny thing about old Ebes. Okay, he's talking about oh, these movies reduce, you know, our our beautiful our beautiful sweet teens, our beautiful makeout houses, car drivers into just you know cattle led to the slaughter. You didn't fucking engage with any of these people or any of their performances or any of their humanity or make any pass at at. at it, 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 he does the same thing by by like you know it's so bizarre. Can I posit a new theory? Please. Let's get rid of the oh this is a moralizing bullshit you know where the virgins survive and the the fuckers die. That's out. Here's the Charles theory of teenage slashers. This is a post- but first let's go to a break. Okay. Hi, it's Josh. You big, remember me from the podcast? Big pens. Now you know what they say. The pen is mightier than the sword. You've heard it a million times. But when they say the pen, they're talking about a Bic. And I'm talking about the Bic Round Stick M. This little puppy, you throw it in the wash, you forget about it, doesn't do a damn thing. You eat it, I've eaten a good amount of it, not that bad. The ink, you know, 
doesn't taste like blueberries. I thought it would. They should have a thing on it that says doesn't taste like blueberries. That aside, Bic pens. You can't go wrong. All right, back to the show. So, this, all these movies taking place in a post-Vietnam era, Josh. And that was uh, the war in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this? Rather than it being about sexual, morality of sex, it's about how all of our teenagers can get led to slaughter if we don't care. Wow. You know, they're all little soldier boys. Dang. In the same way that Jason Vuss can can axe you, can throw a pitchfork at your belly. Hey, here's good trivia. Stu Charno, Ted had a legitimate crush on the bartender. In the bar in real life. Who cares? Me. That's, that's a little bit of grist. Because you, you see it in his performance. There's some verse. Did they, some, did they check verse, in with her? Because she seemed to really not give a shit about it. Well, her. I don't know. It doesn't mention that in the fucking... Can you imagine the trivia where how that gets out? Man, when I was in working on Friday the 13th Part 2, I really had a crush on some random bartender. Well, I'm, I'm told there's another Ted in Part 4. So there's Ned... <laughs> Double Ted. Wow. How about that? How about that? No, but um, uh, I think Amy Steele is fucking fantastic as Jenny. I think, you know, the scene where she talks about the psychology of Jason could have been very no, it's cool. bad, and she does a great job with it. And, like, she's smart and strong and chill, and no, I think Jenny's awesome. And it's one of the only Jenny, times Jenny, where someone Jenny. getting a PhD in child psychology actually matters to the plot of a movie. Yeah. You can't fix kids. No. Just let them be. And you can use child psychology to pretend to be some kid's dead mom that the, the, the kid is tr- tr- living in some sick trauma, killing well, everybody. We are watching the movie. I was like, uh, if this was on Craigslist in Brooklyn, uh, it'd be pretty expensive. It was a pretty good bit. That Jason, Wait, <laughs> that you want to do, do it like you no. want to do it for real or you want to just talk about it? No, I think we should just talk about it. Yeah. You thought it was pretty funny though. I, I could tell. It. I could tell. I mean, I would. I, my, my little add-on to the bit was that I would take it. So you... Yeah, that's good. You that's offered good. the the you put up the Craigslist ad. And I said twelve hundred for that. For that in this economy, it has a toilet. Yeah, it's got a little pooper in it. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. most valuable death. We've established our MVPs, and you're right. Tell you what, I will do the right thing. I will go, Jenny. Yeah, come on, Je- Jenny's he, Jenny's awesome. Ted's, she kicks ass. I'm, I'm Stop gonna t- fucking. I'm gonna take Ted. it back. He it doesn't, doesn't have to. Suck. Fucking a. Jesus Dude, Ned Christ. Sucked. Ted is We're, fine. Move on. I'm just saying that was five years ago. Wait, wasn't it just five last, years ago. Was it just last? That was five years ago. Ned sucks. Ted's fine. Ned, Ted, but he's not MVP worthy. Man. Okay, I like Ted a lot, but you're right. Uh, it's got to be Jenny. She's awesome. Amy Steele is fantastic in that role. As you know, but here's what I'm saying about the end. So she. She figures it out. She finds the head, which is cool. She pretends to be the head. She has a little psychology. Here's the thing about, you know, schooling, mm-hmm. book learning. Mm-hmm. You can read all the books you want in a library tower. But when you're out there in the summer camps. In the streets. Summer, sorry. With the Go fucking, ahead. with the, the elephant man-headed lost children who fell in the lake with the crazy mom. During the end. Then it's not about book learning then. It's about pretending to be their dead, decapitated mother, but putting on her on, very gonna... sturdy, I'm guessing Scandinavian sweater. I'm doing the end. Wait, Charles taking a fat shit right now. That's what you're hearing. Yeah, wow. but I thought I would do the end. Look at the size thing, of that so. turd. Oh, no. Marta Kober was voted number five in the list of the top 12 boobs of the Friday the 13th franchise by the website Icon vs. Icon in 2015. Wow. Even though she was 16 at the time. Guys, there definitely was IMDb in 2015. You need to go to jail. This is crazy. That's, that's a rude thing to say. This sucks. That was a child. So I guess th- I didn't really think about that, but these are just going to be boob movies for a while, at least through the 90s, probably. I mean, if, if there's I can't a t- imagine they'd stop. I if think there's a top. Well, the yeah. first one wasn't a boob movie. No, there's definitely boobs in the first movie. Are you kidding me? I forget. Yeah, your brain is old and leaky. Hey, here's something fun it's fact. Because I worked so hard, I can't remember a guy. Oh, shut it. up! <laughs> shut the fuck up! Just had to work so hard. I've been working since I was ten. Wow, eight. Work those little fingers to nubs in the Look coal mines. I got eczema on them. They're nubs. You had eczema, really? Of course. Does it affect your tattoos? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually had a really bad because of the the gloves that they forced us to wear. In oh God. God, man. Sleepy Joe. Uh, uh, so I got an outbreak or a burst up or something. It's a burst up, yeah. Ginny's our uh, first uh, first MVP to ever piss herself. 
She uh, so apparently the pee in the movie is... was actually Coca Cola. No, it was yellow. It looked nope. just like piss. Well, then you're calling Amy Steele a fucking liar, and That's I don't piss. think you have the fucking well, right to do. I that. would like to get an impartial person because she's not going to admit to pissing herself. She didn't really piss herself. I think she did. Also, there's no, you have to piss yourself so much to get that much of a stream going outside of your pants, because denim is so absorbent. That was in, like fucking crazy. So she's hiding under the bed after, yeah. and then she sees the rat after the the long chase through the woods. They both somehow end up back at her house, and she's under a bed. Jason's stalking about, doesn't see her, leaves. A rat shows up. She pisses herself, and Jason goes, "It's piss." Yeah. <laughs> And, he, and then he gets on a chair and falls over. It's very, very exciting stuff happening in this movie. The peeing, particularly. A lot of people, this might not surprise you, a lot of people got injured making this movie. <laughs> a ton of people got hit with weapons and jumped into glass yeah. windows that did not break. No. It's pretty funny. People what about, got fucked up. So, to it's funny for a movie with very little violence on screen, this many people, like, just use that. Use those takes. Well, who's to say that we, we don't know if they didn't? Uh, you know what I mean? They did. I mean, Adrian King, when she gets stabbed in the head, the thing the, in the first yeah. scene of the movie, that, that, uh, she actually did not. The first take, it didn't retract. So she just got like hit in the head with a fucking ice pick, which sucks. Jesus. Um, so getting back to that first scene, Adrian King, she shows up on set for her short, her, as she desired, a short appearance to be killed off. Um, they had no script. So she improvised the whole phone call. Oh, it felt good. And I love yeah. the way she sat in the chair. It felt just how I would sit in a chair. And you know what? Mom. If I, well, Alice is probably a little, got a little post-traumatic stress from her experience at Camp Crystal she Lake. Sure does. She's got nightmares. She's got the nightmares. But, so it's good she filled her house with that many plants because mm. that's good. That's a calming environment. Yeah. Can we go back to the boobs for just a second? Oh, God. This is what's trying to work with Charles, everybody. I'm turning to the crowd. Boobs. I'm trying to talk about fucking Give the art of filmmaking. Boobs. I'm trying to turn the fucking art of filmmaking. You're like, oh, I have a fucking boobs. It's Good. disgusting to me. It makes me sick. Do you think that it's another theory in the same way, uh, similar to my Vietnam theory? Do you think that now that we live in an era where you can just see boobs wherever you want, like on my phone if I wanted to? You're doing it right now. I'm not. I'm looking you're at information. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> phone. Show boobs. Don't do that. It might oh, actually do it. But like, it's interesting that people would go to these movies in the 80s to see boobs because they were a rare commodity. Right? I think you could still find print boobs very Right, easily. right. But I'm just like, now you can, like, it's, they're fucking. No, it definitely, especially as a teen, it's like, yeah, this is the murder in boobs. Things but it's interesting, normally... though, like, even though our culture hasn't gotten any better, it's just like, we have... Like, just compare, like, Game of Thrones, which started off as just, like, pure boob movie. It was called, like, Sex Position or whatever. And and now that's gone. That's just, we have basically removed sex from movies, which were for 40 years. That's, like, was basically the point of them. Josh is just reading or looking at boobs. It's hard to say. Huh. So they're called areolas is the little part in the middle with the thing sticking out. Are you on uh, boobs Wikipedia? On boobsopedia, yeah. Oh, you're on the boobsopedia site, right? There's, there's oh, like one of my favorites. There's like a main page that just sort of gets into this, the essentials before they get into like the other stuff. Yeah, yeah how about that? Well, anyway, that's just I was just while I was watching this, I was like, huh, it's like so as we it is gratuitous, Josh. Like the fucking there's no reason why she should be skinny dipping. It's like such fucking bullshit. And this like, is uh here's the thing. I I like skinny dipping. It's fun to do. You, right, you but, don't. I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't like getting wet. Okay, so you don't like swimming point blank? No. Okay, so you, like, I like jumping into Just to water. be clear, you're shaming this person for skinny her. dipping mm-hmm. by saying what a stupid woman she was to get naked gratuitously. What if she likes to get naked and likes a skinny dip? That's normal and fine. I'm not going to shame her for that. I actually applaud her. You just put your microphone on your dick. It's near my dick, not directly oh, on it. Yeah, it's sort of more in the middle. Yeah, the middle of the dick. No, I put it. I put it. I rested it across my lap, okay. so the head of the microphone was more. So I guess the 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 down part of the microphone. Let's just wash it either way. Wash it. Wash it through. Is it a bic bic mic mic bic bic mic? Oh, bic pens. Well, no, bic. They've revolutionized, innovated, and disrupted the the pen sector, not the microphone sector yet. But if I know those guys and girls and people of all backgrounds at bic, there's nothing they can't do. 
Well, I mean, Bic. you just com. have to change one letter to get it to a mic. Which letter? Just look at I've it. I'm looking just at read it. it. If you turn a B sideways, it looks kind of a capital B. It looks like an M. Oh, my God. So they don't have to do very much. Not really, no. Where do you call them? Do we have their number? Boop, beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. Boop. What's this, Europe? Are we in Europe? Boop. Hello, big pens. Oh, hey, yeah. I have a, uh, uh, I got an idea. Get to it, boy. We've got pens to make. All right. Have you thought about blueberry pens? We tried that in the 80s. Killed a kid. Not falling for that one again. Okay, well... It was too delicious. Okay, so... Uh, the blueberry ink was incredible. Yes. But the boy died. Uh, You're doomed if you do it again. Oh, it's Ralph. You're doomed. Wait, Ralph works for a Bic. After I was garroted. Do you still have... Uh, my the... little pork pie hat? I love it. Well, anyway, I was going to call you about mics, but I'm just... What about my... Who's Mike? No, no, you could just rotate that B and it's making I'll it rotate work. your B. You're behind right out of this office. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from the olden days. I thought so. Got to go make oh, pens. Oh, that's so lovely. Too low. So that was Mr. Bick. Hey, Ralph. Josh is back. Uh, sorry, guys. What did I miss? <laughs> okay i'll take off my dramatis personae that was josh portraying the guy at the big factory that was me i was Can doing i a... give you some notes oh please yeah i'm always so trying I, to improve i liked uh i really liked the like the the old time yeah did it feel lived in yeah I like mean, an old I, sweater like an like old for sweater for he's just get it right I jesus christ it. just get it right so one more thing I don't get about this. Why? Do they have a cool-ass name like Voorhees? What does it mean? It doesn't mean shit. What does fucking Hoppy... Oh, yeah, Hoppy does mean something. It means a little hawk. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it means a thing you do that's not a real thing, but a side thing. Like a little hawk. That doesn't make any sense. Talk a little hawk is still a real bird. My dad told me this. I trust him. With All my, right. With my life. I don't think... I know that's not true. I trust him with my life. <laughs> You're a little worried he might kill you with the COVID-19 virus. <laughs> um, so I am giving my MVD. This is a hard one because there are a few good ones, but there's nothing like a boy falling down the stairs. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Mark briefly. He's the absolutely yoked uh, guy in the wheelchair who says, I got in a motorcycle accident and the doctor says I'm paralyzed from the, from the waist down forever, except for his penis, he implies. Mm. But doesn't go out and say it. He's somewhat chased. Well, because he probably doesn't. Right? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I do not know enough about this to speculate. I know enough about Mark. Regardless, Mark is, is a little cagey about whether or not his cock works. And I just wish him the best no, either way, was... but it doesn't really matter because he gets freaking... What do you mean you wish him the best? He's well, just dead. Like, well, the, the, the nice lady, dead. they seem to have a good rapport. She wants to be intimate with him. I'd like to think that that's something he could find enjoyable in his own way. But uh, it's too late for that because he gets hacked in half and falls down <laughs> what seems like the longest staircase in <laughs> fucking New Jersey State Bird the Mosquito. Uh, do you, so, do you think they were pulling from like how awkward that that felt really awkward how they were dancing around fucking, even though I, it's harder. It's to talk fun about and the, flirty. I know. But I was saying it's hard to talk about the other group because she turned out to be sixteen. But like, they just had a fuck energy. Well, then she's like, worked. "Don't don't lose all your strength arm wrestling the guy in the wheelchair. If you want to wrestle, we can have sex." Yeah, and he goes. See you later. Gotta go. But I, I liked that. Me and this child have to go have sex. <laughs> it's the 80s. Uh, it did feel real that like they would just spend time playing. Like you do that. At least I like one of my favorite lines from Scott Pilgrim is we could not have tea. Because it just sort of like gets to the whole thing about how when you want to fuck someone, you just have to do all these dumb little video games and drinking tea together. Or you can just be direct. Uh, that approach also works. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like so much of our, especially like, being a man, you're taught as, oh, God, taught as a boy being, that you... Being a man. You're in charge, I could talk about being a man all day. You're in charge of the fucking, but you just have to pretend not to like it. I don't know. It's very complicated, My the way I was I taught about fucking. Uh, therapists, feel free to get in touch with Charles at... WWIpodcast at gmail.com. You could probably pitch him on any number of treatments for all of his weird shit. Um, let's start to wind this down. My most valuable death. Yeah. I do like seeing a law enforcement official take a fucking hammer to the back of the head. It was There's something classic about that. He looked that. in pain, too. Yeah, it was, it's really quite a quite an abrupt... Uh, it was one kaboink. of the... Well, but it was also not abrupt. It was one of the few rare ones where it's like, you know, a throat slit, a stabbing. This, he got hit in the head with a hammer into the brain, and he goes, ow, and stumbles around for a while. So it was, it was like you got the yeah. viscera. 
I like a good hammer kill in general, and that I really enjoyed that. It was just simple and elegant and well done. I like. That... I tip my hat to you, Mr. Jason. Well, hopefully you don't have a hammer through it. Dun dun dun. Uh, I I like that. Uh, this movie, a lot of a lot of horror movies are like, here's the villain with a hook, here's the villain with a special gun, but this is just like fucking J. I mean, he he likes the pitchfork, he likes the knife, but he will grab whatever to fuck you up. I, and it seems like over time it settles into the machete. Yeah, because that's the, the image we see. And just oh, to, that's, if you keep cool. track that, at home, that's the one that he gets like in the shoulder. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll find out that he just like now uses his shoulder machete. Well, have, I think having the like the old machete that killed his mom next to her head on the fucking altar was so cool. I love that bit. It looks so sick. Yeah, that's actually the only other than Adrian or whatever. The only returning character was the machete. And, machete. and the mom, I guess, she just yeah, a couple just of other head. lines. No, she says the new lines because when she's when uh, when Ginny's pretending to be her, that's Betty Betsy Palmer oh, back, in, back in the saddle. Strict podcast rules. That is a new character again. Right? Sure is, Governor. Um. What? So yeah, uh, I was about to say some fucking shit. Well, let me ask you a question. Okay. Yep. The title of the show. Are oh, you? I was gonna say. I remember now. We'll get to that. Uh, we we still on. shut up. I always forget to ask you. I finally remember, and you just shut it down. Yeah, I did successfully. Yeah. So in this movie, we see Jason in a burlap sack over his head with, with one eye, one and we see his his swolled up head with his crazy ass hair. Briefly, wait, I'm doing the end. Charles is shitting again, and I'm like, we gotta finish this record. Um, uh, it's almost done, and it's okay. Out. Um, a little bit more, and. It's gone now. The, the the poop got flushed down the toilet. Goodbye. Um, we still have not seen the iconic Jason look. So we're still dancing around what will become the forever image of Jason. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm That's looking like, forward to it. They, they, it's so, a big choice. It's a big choice. With that energy of excitement. Yes. Are you asking? No, I sure ain't. Or... This was great. Look, you know, so rarely do we see like this delineable, a full on improvement one to two. And this is a full-on reinvention improvement, no question. Not since the Evil Dead to the Evil Dead. Oh, shut two. the Have fuck we up! Seen an improvement, you like ignorant this? slut. So I'm not asking when will it end, Charles. Are you, my friend, mi amigo, my best buddy? Are you asking when will it end? I'm glad you added that in because let me tell you something. Okay. If we were doing this separately, if I had to watch these by myself, I would be repeating a yes. Really. These are fun. This one is way more fun, but ultimately, it doesn't have like it doesn't have like the super bad charm of having teenagers interact with each other to that level. It's like almost there, but it's sort of like eh. And then the murders aren't that good. So, if you were like, "Hey, you have to go watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Three or whatever it's called," if I was I, like, "Hey, you have to watch another ten of these movies," because we well, no, I'm just talking. About if, hey, please watch this by yourself. I would pretend. I would say no. I would say okay, and then I would just not do it. But the thought of doing it with you is like, yeah, I want to. This is this is why these are fun. So this is sort of like a weird. No, I'm not asking. Not because I think these movies are very good, but I think these movies are fun to sit down and watch with a friend. That's beautiful. Stop it. So uh, the end of this movie is batshit, man. Like, just think about what happens. Okay, so they think they killed Jason. They go back to their room. They are like, wow, we sure did Friday the 13th. Well, part two today. There's a scritching at the door. It's Muffin. Oh, Muffin comes back. <laughs> Which is a fun... Terry thing. dead. Muffin alive. That's weird. That's sad. It's always sad when the dog outlives the owner. Yeah. Just spends his whole life looking for. Wow. Makes you think. If you died, I'd just take Wink. That's fine. She wouldn't give a shit. She'd love it. She'd be like, this is great. I get to live with Josh. Yeah. Oh, my God. She gets to live with Harry, too. She'd love Harry. Oh, my God. We're the best of friends. Wow. Maybe I should just kill myself. Don't say that. Maybe I should kill Amy and myself. No. Then you can have wings. We? Why would I? I'm not involved in this. <laughs> I would do it. Is is that you and your Jason-like crazy guy part? Like in freaking Malignant? Oh, yeah. I'd have a, a, Gabriel. a, bump, a bump ahead. Bump ahead. We we didn't we were gonna do a malignant episode. Maybe soon. we still should. Yeah. Um, but a little tease for that bonus episode is we realized that the bump on the back of the head in malignant from 2021 is the same as the bump in fuck. How did I forget her name? Sam Wheat. No fuck. What's her ghost? Name? No. What's her name? Her the best name in cinema. 
Chinema. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Chigsaw. Oh, fucking, uh, oh, oh my God. This is embarrassing. It's on the tip of my tongue. Dent. No, that's Harvey Dent. <laughs> Fuck. I need to look it Why up. Why don't you go I flick a coin? Um, so it's, and then Jason shows up and jumps, uh, as I've been doing over and over again, he like jumps through the window in a, in a death Jill Tuck. Jill Tuck. the best name. Uh, so anyway, Gabriel is, is the bump Gabriel. on the back of the malignant's head, as well as the bump in Jill Tuck's belly. Yes, beautiful. That was a fun James Wan connect. He sure can. Um, and Fine. here we go. What to get to the fucking end of your thing? I'm getting to it. We just had to have a little Jill Tuck interlude. We did. We did it. Okay. She she gets dragged through a window, fade to white, harsh fade to white. Suddenly, she's getting wheeled into an ambulance. She's like, "Where's Where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Where's then, Paul? Where's Paul?" And then she gets drugged away and that's the end of the movie it's like yeah it's ambiguous that's the whole thing it's not man. ambiguous it is ambiguous it doesn't matter my point is that it doesn't matter at least the first one's like oh there's a boy in the lake is there a boy in the lake like bum, that bum, was related to the story this is like bum, where bum, is bum. all right shut up uh Why thanks for shut up her shut up thanks for listening everybody um, next week on the podcast, we will, of course, be doing more of this dumb bullshit. On the Patreon, we drafted the Great British Bake Off. It was Off, very fun. Uh, bakers. Uh, so you can hear me, uh, Charles. I was a Josh there. I'm Josh. Hi. Uh, along with our beautiful partners, Allison and Amy. Double uh, A, uh, we call them. I haven't done it yet. We could start. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. But okay. uh, yeah, we're in pretty good shape, I think. So uh, have fun and don't Boy, go to New Jersey. No, you're doing a great job. You just got to land that plane. WWE podcast at gmail.com. Well, no. you. So the, Patreon. Doing, seriously, if you're not subscribing and you listen to this shit, like... We're doing some very fun stuff over on the bonus land. It's only $5 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash WWI podcast. Just try it. You can always, honestly, you can just cancel it. You can like literally sign up and spend $5 and get 40 episodes. Yeah, live the fucking dream. Go do it. Make me happy. Nothing go makes live me the happy. dream. Boink, you just fart. Ready? Beep, 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 beep